This is Coffee with Caro. So good to be back, listeners. I am just looking at the time and it is 11.59 by my count. On the 29th of July, it is Wednesday and it's hump day. We are halfway through the week already. I can't believe it. I have been coaching this morning and uh, working with some job seekers who are eagerly getting themselves ready for the recovery. And uh, just wanted to remind everybody that last Monday we spoke a little bit about resumes and cover letters. Didn't really touch on cover letters too much. I'll see how we go this afternoon. Perhaps after I speak to my special guest at half past 12, uh, maybe around half past uh, one, two o'clock, I might uh, come back to the cover letter and spend a little time with you talking about what needs to be on that cover letter. So you're on Coffee with Caro and some people have asked me, what is Coffee with Caro all about? So I'll let you know now that mine is a business slash magazine program. So you're likely to find all sorts of uh, oddments, all sorts of things that relate to either business or uh your employability skills. So I'm going to be taking some time over the next couple of weeks to introduce you to some business owners who may or may not have any vacancies. We'll also be talking to job seekers and finding out what their journey has been like so far. If you'd like to be one of those people and jump onto Coffee with Caro with me, it's a really, really simple process. Literally just sit across the table from each other and have a conversation. Not complicated at all. And I'd love to talk to you. If you have a small business in anywhere along the Southwest Corridor, whether you have a vacancy or not, you just want to chat about your business and how you normally employ people what sorts of things you look for, any hints and tips that you've got for people when they come in to interview, so that we get a really nice cross-section of business owners who have different opinions on interviewing and who come to us with uh, a, a whole different concept of how each business functions. I'm really wanting to drill down onto company values and your company culture. So whether you're a small business, a one-man show, a medium-sized business, or whether you're a large organization, Please jump on board, get get hold of me. You can write to me at um, Inspire Radio, that is info at inspireradio.org.au or you can hit me up on our Facebook page. I'm Coffee with Caro on the Facebook page and you can message me. We'll uh, get together, we can have a chat. My telephone number is across our Facebook stuff and uh, across uh, everything that uh, is all things Inspire Radio. So get hold of me if you want to be involved. As I say, over the next several Mondays and Wednesdays, I'd like to be covering off on some real opportunities for our listeners uh, some opportunity to learn, but also some opportunity to ask questions of employers and find out exactly what uh, what the temperature is out there in terms of job seeking and employment opportunities and vacancies coming up in our region. The other part of my program is the magazine part of the program, which of course allows me to dip into anything that you might find in a magazine. So it doesn't necessarily have to be business related. I'm speaking to lots of different stakeholders, lots of community services organisations, and I am absolutely overwhelmed by the number of people in our community doing brilliant stuff. And I mean brilliant stuff. These people are going above and beyond and speaking about people going above and beyond, don't forget to nominate somebody for our Inspire Radio Good On Your Mate competition. We are taking nominations now. You just need to tell us in 50 words or less what has made that person somebody who is really going above and beyond. So keep in mind your social services, your community services, and any of your emergency services people, as well as just your good mates and your neighbours. If there's somebody within your sphere who you feel you really just want to say, good on your mate, they go in the in the in the chance to they go up um, into the um, bin and we'll put everybody's names, all the nominees, into the opportunity to win a $50 gift voucher and we'll be drawing our first one at our official launch day on 
August the 3rd, which is Monday coming up. And we're really looking forward to making sure that all of those nominees get a shout out online. So uh, on radio, so make sure that uh, you put your nominations up as soon as possible. I'm going to take us to some really cool music. But before I do that, I want to share a little bit of inspiration for the day. comes from one of my favorites. You will hear me talk often about Simon Sinek. This is from his little book, Together is Better. And it's a little book about inspiration. He talks about excitement. Excitement and fulfillment and the difference between the two. Excitement comes from the achievement. Fulfillment comes from the journey that got you there. Winning the award is exciting, but the real fulfillment comes from looking back and seeing all the people who have supported you, have helped you, have put their reputations on the line for you. All the people who believed in you, it's ironic. The things we think will be defining moments when we look ahead in our lives rarely are. More often than not, when we look back at our achievements, the defining moments were the experiences that led up to those achievements, the lessons learned, as it were. It's worth stating again, finding excitement at work comes from the win, hitting the goal, getting the promotion. It's the hit of dopamine, but quality of the relationships we make as we struggle struggle over every obstacle along the way and the feelings we share when we win together. You tuned into Inspire Radio and you're on Coffee with Caro. I am just checking out the forecast for the rest of Wednesday and it's partly cloudy but it doesn't look like um, there's much chance of rain, only a 10% chance of rain and the maximum today has been 20. Tomorrow looks like it's going to be pretty good as well, mostly sunny, 5% chance of rain. So uh, if you've got any plans to do something tomorrow and it's outdoors, you should be absolutely fine because only a 5% chance of rain with a minimum of 7 degrees. The traffic is looking good. Um, There are a couple of alerts, but nothing too serious. I know that um, earlier on today there were some hassles with... um with wildlife on the uh, on the freeways and uh, our guys in the morning show uh, Gabby and Tris had absolutely hysterical time talking about that it was really really funny but at the moment the Great Eastern Highway southbound on the Row Highway ramp um, there has been a traffic impact so all the lanes are open there's not any congestion that we know of but please exercise extreme caution that's on the Great Eastern Highway southbound on Row Highway on the ramp at uh, at the on-ramp to Hazelmere so just be careful of that there's another one on the northwest coastal highway between um, Jawuna Way and Aerodrome Road Roeburn there's uh, animals I believe that uh, they they've been there for quite some time so be careful of that that was updated an hour ago and they are still saying exercise extreme caution so be aware of that the, there was an impediment, um, South Coast Highway northbound at Deep Creek Road, uh, King River. There was there were animals and livestock on the road. They say that all the lanes are open now, but still exercise extreme caution. You're on Caf- Coffee with Caro, and my name is Caroline. I'm looking forward to taking you through to 12.30 when we'll be talking to Hayley Edwards, who is a City of Rockingham City Councillor, and uh, she looks after the Baldivis Ward, so stay tuned. We'll be having a nice long conversation and I'll be bringing you Hayley Edwards and all she has to offer. This is Coffee with Caro. If you've just tuned in, good afternoon and welcome. I am about to have a really good chat with Hayley Edwards. She's a City of Rockingham Councillor for Baldivis Ward. And some of the things we're going to be chatting about is I want to first of all speak to her about uh, her background and how she became a councillor. I think that should be a really interesting conversation. She promotes business. She's all about innovation, sustainability and investment in our amazing city. I know that she is really active in Beldivis and uh, she lives and works and plays in Rockingham. So she's a, a really good egg, as they say. She has her own business in Beldivis. She employs locals and she's extremely passionate about mental health and physical well-being. She's also a working mother. She's got a blended family, including four energetic kids, and her children participate in all the local sporting clubs. So she says she's trying to keep 
the city progressing for future generations. Obviously, she has uh, determined that she's going to be here in, for the long haul. Most people who work as city councillors generally get really, really involved. I was speaking to Caroline Hume recently, and she was saying as well that she's uh, involved in the aged um, uh, uh, in the area of uh, supporting people who are in age facilities, and that's because she wants things to be right when she gets there. So Hayley Edwards has got a really diverse skill set and background. She is uh, somebody who started her journey as a medic in the RAAF, and I'm looking forward to speaking to her about that. In addition to to which, she's a mental health advocate and uh As I say, she's got skills in accounting, finance, HR, PR, you name it, long list of strengths. Uh, She's got a really strong work ethic, and I'm looking forward to talking to her about her mental health advocacy. She'll be with us from about half past 12. If you've got any questions for Hayley Edwards, City of Rockingham Councillor for Baldavis Ward, please jump onto our Facebook page and let me know there now so that uh, when I've got Hayley on air with me, she'll be able to answer all your questions. We won't be long gone. We'll be back shortly. You tuned into Coffee with Caro. My name is Caroline, and as I said earlier, I have a really special guest in the studio with me today. I've already told you all about Haley Edwards, and it's my pleasure to welcome you. Hi, Haley. Hello, and thank you very much for having me, and hello to everyone listening. It's such a pleasure to have you, and thank you for giving up some time this afternoon, because I know you councillors are really busy, and not only that, you're a mum, and you're running around and trying to run your business as well, so I do appreciate your time very much. No problem at all. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's really cool. The other really nice thing is that um, I've convinced Hayley that she helps me with a little bit of her song choices, so we're going to have a real mixed up uh, time for the next hour or so because we're going to be listening to all sorts of different music, um, mine and Haley's interspersed. So I've told you that uh, Haley is a City of Rockingham councillor for the Baldavis Ward. But before we get to that, Haley, I want to ask you, take us backwards so we can go forwards. Uh, how did you become a councillor? Where have you come from? Are you Rockingham born and bred? What's a bit of your background? Share with us. I'm not a Rockingham born and bred. I'm, I'm a Victorian. Don't hold that against me. We won't me. send her And back. I'm also a <laughs> mad Geelong supporter. Um, so I don't go for the purple or the, the blue and the yellow over here, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we'll forgive you this once. <laughs> um, I moved over here about 11 years ago, um, coming from Melbourne, where I um, I born and bred in a place called Sunbury, which is a small town. Um, well, I should say it was a small town. Now it's a, a metropolitan town. Isn't it funny busy. how you go from small town to regional, like in the wink yeah. of an eye? Every it? time I go home, I remember walking down the street when I was younger and I would pretty much know every single person down the street. Now you go. And oh, those days are gone. Anyone. <laughs> it's good. This is going to be Baldivis soon. It, is. it absolutely is. It's already there. It's yeah. already there. Um, so, yeah. Um, went to school, grew up there. All my family's still there. Um, I have no family in WA, so... Oh, uh, yeah. don't worry, you got the Inspire family. <laughs> <laughs> I have my partner's family, which I'm very blessed with. Um, they're fantastic. But, yeah, all my all my um, immediate family is still in Melbourne. And How going are they through, doing with COVID? Are they yeah, all in lockdown? They, they, they're very positive people, my family, but um, they have very positive um, mindsets. But... I think it's getting to the stage now where morale is starting to drop a little bit yeah. um, because it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. And I talk to my mum pretty much every day um, and she works for Jetstar. So she's been um, at home since the outbreak opened in March. Oh, how difficult for her. And she's a busy bee. Like, So her staying at home is not um, – It's not that, ideal. It's not suitable. No. She's never been a stay-at-home mum type mum that's probably where I get it from always working um so yeah she's struggling but you know thankful that they're all healthy and um, and that's it and obviously trying to follow the rules I saw on the news last night how many people are not following the rules what's with that what is wrong with with the currents what's with the currents man (laughs) what's with the currents it's like we are in the middle of a pandemic yeah, you know, have not, you be not, have you seen the news? Yeah, it's not all about you. Oh, mate. Yeah, it's pretty scary, and it's just you know how quick things can change, you know, and that's the same for here us here in WA. So keep those borders closed. Yes, keep washing your hands, people. <laughs> yeah. Stay home if you can. 
<laughs> so um, you finished your qualifications, did your schooling in Melbourne, and then what led you to starting your own business? Because I know you're a bit of a health and fitness fanatic, aren't you? Yeah, so after school I um, joined the military and I was in the Air Force for four years. How um, cool was that? It was cool and hard, all, all of that all, all of, of that, that put together. All of the above. Um, it, and it was a really challenge, challenging experience, but that really defined me and um, taught me about work ethic and pretty much gave me a good kick up the bum. And um, that sort of pushed me on a path to um, try and better myself and, and okay. um, learn more. So I studied to be a paramedic while I was um, a medic. And then after that, I got accepted into Ambulance Victoria, which I was very lucky to do. I was one of, only one of eight of 300 people that got accepted. Wow. Um, and I absolutely loved that job. That really? You didn't find it. it really stressful and... Yep. impacting and yep. yes, all of that and you loved all, <laughs> all of, that. of that and I love that I love high pressure situations wow. um and I, I I love being that person you know in that situation that can can assist someone can do something and really make a difference hey? yeah and I think that's yeah. You know, that people that are that way inclined end up going to those sort of roles, I suppose. Brilliant. Yeah. Hayley, you are the type of person who needs to be nominated for our Good On Your Mate Award. <laughs> Don't forget, listeners, that we have the Good On Your Mate Award nominations coming up across uh, the next several weeks. If there's somebody who you know, like Hayley, somebody in emergency services, somebody who has always been working in her or his community, please make sure you nominate them in 50 words or less and send up your nomination to info at inspireradio.org.au. We'll be back with Hayley Edwards very, very shortly, straight after this. Hayley, you were busy telling us about your time in emergency services. So recall for us like a particular highlight or a particular low light. Well, I can say I probably had some of the most amazing experiences and some of the most probably traumatic experiences. One of the most traumatic was when I was in the military um, and it was the, the Bali bombings happened in 2002. Yes. Um, I was um, selected out of one of, out of my peers to attend um, or to be a part of the aeromedical evacuation team that went over to Bali and um, pretty much rescue the, the victims of the Bali bombings. And that was... Had to bring them home. And to bring them back to Darwin, yeah. yeah. That was really eye-opening because I'd only um, been in the military for two two years at that time, so I was very... You must have been a young person yeah, as well. deer in the headlights pretty much, yeah. so you had I had to learn quickly. Um, but I think that's how you learn. You sink or you swim. That's um, right. Yeah. And you build all those empathetic skills and that as you go. Correct, yeah. Wow. And resilience and, you know, you do make mistakes and you've just got to keep going because you don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. That's so you right. Just, you just and you're dealing up. with people who've suffered extreme trauma. Mm. They don't even know that they've suffered the trauma yet. They're still in that shocked state. Mm. Um, right. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 it was. And one thing that I had, one thing that I took, which probably sounds really odd, but the the smell of burnt flesh. Oh no! It's just yeah. something, and that it stays with it you. It stays with it? me. Yeah, it just stays with me. So if yes. you know, I singe my hair or. Something like that, it just automatically... Immediately I mean, takes you yeah, right back. it's amazing how Funny you senses. say that, um, coming from South Africa back in the day, um, I was also unfortunately involved in some situations where there were protests that had gone wrong and then, you know, violent confrontations between protesters and the police and, uh, and again, burning and, you know, with tyres and, and uh, all sorts of uh, traumatic, horrible things um, which just came from political upheaval. This is prior to Nelson Mandela being released and also having to live through that those flashbacks come back really really quickly don't they and absolutely. one has to be very careful of your own mental health is that not so absolutely yeah. and I think as you go along sometimes you know things and occurrences that happen throughout your life can take you back to that place and I think it's recognizing you know that that things that that's happened and how you deal with that and move on is also very important that's right, that's right. Now, you started a small business at some point in time. So you left um, you left the military and then became a mum. What did you do? What was your yes, journey? So I left the military and um, got accepted as an, a paramedic with Ambulance Victoria. So I worked and in the meantime had two children and w worked and had babies and did all that busy stuff um, and worked in rural as well in Mildura, which was a really fantastic experience. That was the first time I'd worked with Indigenous communities um, and that was really I loved that that so was so rewarding isn't it so rewarding because most of my um 
paramet- well, most of my career in, in ambulance Victoria was in Melbourne Metro. Okay. Um, it was very multicultural, but at that stage there wasn't a large Indigenous population. So going to Mildura, it was eye-opening. It was so eye-opening and I, I really treasure that and, and love that and I learned yeah. so much from that experience. And then from there, um, my partner got a job in the mines. Um, it was getting a bit much juggling work, shift work, family, family yeah. two small children and trying to do everything because that's sort of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold a good woman down. <laughs> and um, mo- moved over to WA and the opportunity arose to to get into business, which is something I've always really wanted to do down the track. And, um, yeah, it sort of all worked out and started the first gym in 2011 in Midvale. Okay, so tell us about your gym. You've got an Anytime Fitness franchise? Yeah, so I've got two. So the first one opened, it actually opened in 2012, Anytime Fitness Midvale, and a couple of years later we'd built up enough capital to open our second premises. How exciting was that? Which was really exciting and so much work. (laughs) So much work. People think when you buy a franchise, it's like really easy. And a lot of my business owners who come to me for business coaching, they always say, oh, you know, it's going to be great. I'm just going to be handed this to-do manual and you basically just work your way through the manual. It isn't that, is it? No, it's not that easy. But in saying that, that is one of the benefits of being in a franchise because you have – you have the policies and the procedures and the... So or, there is a bit of a blueprint. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially starting with no formal business qualifications or anything like that, um, that was a really good guide to, you know, mould, mould, you know, myself into a, to, into a business owner. And now I've got two clubs that are successful. We've survived COVID, which is amazing. Well done. Um, hats off to you all. Big hand clap happening It's here. really a hats off to my staff because I am so lucky to have, this is a shout out to Leonie and Catherine. And yeah, oh. go Leonie, go <laughs> Catherine. Anytime <laughs> and fitness in Midvale and uh, Bell Divers. <laughs> you go girls. <laughs> and and Ash and all of the girls, um, they, they just... They have just been amazing. So I am very, very lucky to have a, a team of strong women. Um, and, yeah, I think that is really important as well. And we have a, a strong mental health focus in, in both of our gyms, especially Baldivis. We've participated in a lot of charity events um, and that's sort of where our passion is. Being mentally healthy is so much it's so important people underestimate how important it is to be mentally healthy not just physically healthy but fairly they they go hand in hand absolutely now that's given me the perfect segue for us to talk a little bit about your mental health advocacy tell me a little bit about that so through life (laughs) we we all we all go through um obviously ups and downs and challenges and and one thing um that you know, has helped me is is talking to like-minded people about their experiences and challenges and and how they've gotten through through it mm. and th- through that. Um, I started a, a podcast a few years ago, and through that avenue, I met some uh, incredible people. One one um, person that I met online, his name is Eric Houston, and he is the founder of um, We're All a Little Crazy. The same here. Um, Global Health Alliance and he is a sport. I love that tagline yeah. by the way because ain't that the truth we are well, all a little bit crazy we are. and we connected and we we had long chats um, and we just very on the same page he's in the US and he um, ha- has struggled with his own um, mental health issues and experiences in life you know he saw his mental health declining um, and he went through lots of different treatments and and found um, some really good practice practitioners that gave him alternative ways to okay. deal, deal with mental health. And he started basically this global attack on on um, mental health and stigma. Um, and it has grown so quickly. He now has um, celebrities, NBA players, WNBA players, Olympic medalists, um, actors. Fantastic. Talking about their own experiences because one of the things – that I admire about um, this alliance is also their involvement with school-aged children. So teaching school-aged children that we are all human, we are all going to go through different experiences, they're all unique, but at the same time we are all facing challenges and 
building that resilience at a young age. I'm so glad you said that and mentioned resilience, mm. you know. Um, I've worked in the youth space for uh, all my working life, all my career, and so often I see that young people are not being given the tools and they're not being taught that it's okay to have a very, very down day and it's okay to be feeling completely overwhelmed and to feel like year 11 is getting on top of you or four ATAR subjects were definitely too much and you're just not going to measure up. And that's absolutely fine that's actually normal and that's Absolutely. okay to be feeling like you're spinning out of control yep. there's nothing wrong with you and that doesn't actually mean that you have a mental health crisis it just means that you're a regular person and you're having a little bit of crazy happen that's exactly. all exactly and I think normalizing that because normalizing those experiences in a way like you know you have a death of a family member which is always tragic your your stress of exams mm. That, that is an actual part of being a human. That's a human experience. That's right. We can't take medication for that. No. We can't, um, you know, go and get special treatment for that. We Correct. just need to build up enough resilience to be able to say, right now I'm not in a good way, I'm not in a good place, and I'm sharing that with the people that I know, love and trust around me so that they understand that right now you just need to be a little bit more sensitive with me or a little bit more careful with me because this is how I'm feeling. But, hey, come back in three hours' time and I'm might be a-okay. Exactly. And that's so important. And knowing that um, different treatment works different for everyone. So, you know, meditation might work well for you. It might not work so well for me. So knowing that every, every experience is experience is different mm. and, and allowing someone to choose what works for them is also really important. So with this alliance, um, is it based on podcasts and talking to people about their experiences and getting these online so that people can share? How, how can listeners become involved? How can they I, I would it? highly, highly recommend everyone jump on their website. It's samehereglobal.org. They have a, a major list of celebrity alliances. They have a um, basically a mental health toolkit section. So they would have all different types of practitioners on there. Um, from everything you can think of, Beautiful. like Reiki and um, psycho psychologists, psychiatrists, with all different, um, I suppose, treatment um, options, options yeah. for, for someone to look at. And I, I've gone on there today to double check what's on there, and I'm like, oh wow, I didn't even think of there's that. There's even more. Of, yeah, there's even more than you knew. <laughs> there's, even, there's even more. So I think it's really important to look at how how much is out there in our in our community. And it's not always the general you know, the general... Yeah, and it isn't just always the go-to for drugs or exactly. something like that. There is a way of um, sometimes looking after yourself just by being educated, isn't it? I know that uh, we across the uh, city of Rockingham, we have uh, the Mental Health First Aid course, which is absolutely amazing. It's just a 12-hour uh, Mental Health First Aid course, and it teaches adults um, 18 years and over how to provide Mental Health First Aid to friends, to family, to co-workers, and it's really that this help be provided so that you can develop the confidence and we, we do have this on one of our adverts that run um, one of our station founders and directors, Tris Reddick, he actually delivers mental health first aid training through Passionate Lives. But it is really about you being educated and feeling more empowered to be able to help somebody who's going through a mental health crisis and be able to um, participate in the training allows you to know and recognise what you're seeing and recognise, well, this might just be a teenager with PMS and she's spiralling out and she's really, really tearful and she's just horrible to live with at the minute because she has PMS and her hormones are fluctuating. Do you have cameras in my house? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about I then, totally clearly. Know, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know why they called it PMS, hey? Because mad cow disease was already taken. <laughs> A little bit off track here, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. For the community, Inspire Radio. And we're back. I'm in the studio today with Hayley Edwards. Hayley is a City of Rockingham councillor and she looks after the Beldavis Ward. Hayley, we've been chatting about all things um, past so 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 far let's have a little bit about let's talk a little bit about present how did you become a city councillor how did that happen wow <laughs> <laughs> wow sit back listeners it's a long story <laughs> no it's not I've I've um being involved in the local business community in Valdivis um we do a lot of networking I I just see 
um, I just saw an opportunity really to um, make a positive impact on our community and um, I thought I could be a really good rep- representative for um, the local community of Baldivis. Being a business owner, employing local people, um, yeah, being involved in that way, I thought, you know, I could do a good job. And I, I didn't expect to be elected because it was the first time I'd ever, um, you know, tried. Put up a campaign. Put up, put up yeah. a campaign. I did it all myself. Um, and, yeah, I was elected and I'm very honoured and I, I'm, lo- I'm absolutely loving the role so far. So, so you started your term of office last year, right? Yeah, in October we were elected. Okay. Yeah, so, and what does it involve? Do you need to go to council meetings? What exactly does it, it involve? Involves lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of reading. Okay. <laughs> lots of reading because we have so much to learn as new councillors. Um, there's you know the business development plans, infrastructure plans. You've got to do Welga courses. So well, I'm trying to get through as many Welga yeah. courses. So that's as WA I can. local government. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, knowing what I shouldn't shouldn't be doing because that's really important in local government. Um, I think that's why we see a lot of lot of dysfunction in local government because people don't follow the rules. Right. Um, so I I'm trying to get myself through as many courses as I can to to learn more, and then I can hopefully re- represent our community a lot better. Fantastic. Now I've heard via the grapevine and also had a quick look on uh, City of Rockingham's um, Facebook page that there is some good stuff happening in Beldivis that we've got a whole new development happening in terms of uh, sporting area, recreation area. Tell us a bit about that. It's on 50 Mile Road, isn't it? Uh, 80 Road. 80. 80. Close. uh, (laughs) I never know. Is it 50 or 80? (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, it's the city's largest major infrastructure project. um, And because Beldivis is experiencing such rapid growth, uh, especially particularly in the number of young families living in the area, it's created a high demand for sport and recreational facilities. um, And that plays an important role in providing um, opportunities, I suppose, for social interaction, skill building and creating a stronger and safer, more inclusive community, which is Beautiful. Really and that's really what we want. We want uh, we want to really focus on place activation. You know, we've got these big spaces that are not properly utilised and we've got a whole community and let's face it, Beldavis is growing. And uh, as you've said, it creates a space where people can come, they can get together. So it's a social opportunity as well as the opportunity to engage in sport. Now, there's an indoor and an outdoor area, if I'm not mistaken. There is. There's an indoor recreation centre and that will include three indoor courts, um, a multi-purpose community space and a cafe. Um, and there is 18 outdoor hard courts in beautiful, the plan as well. Beautiful. So that includes, uh, I suppose, netball? Netball courts, um, lines marked for tennis courts. Um, the outdoor courts will also be supported by a junior pavilion, including toilets and change rooms. So it's a huge, huge project. Um, and the pavilion will be built between two primary fields that include change rooms for players and umpires, first aid, toilet storage and a social space. Brilliant. That is so exciting. Really Thank exciting. you so much for sharing that with us. I know that uh, listeners are always asking, you know, what's going on? Where's my rates going to? You know, What am I paying for? What are we getting for our money? In fact, uh, we've had a listener jump onto our Facebook page and thank you for that. We've got a question from Wayne. He's saying, interested to know what your council does to promote good well-being and mental health for its staff. So what is the, um, what is the council doing about that. So the council is responsible for the councillors and the CEO is responsible for the staff of the city and they, they have their internal um, like auditing and training programs and respect programs um, and also Tris offered um, back in December um, free mental health courses to everyone after how wonderful yeah. yeah it was amazing that he's very generous offer uh, I'm not sure how many councillors took that up but I re- highly recommend that all councillors Partake do in do mental it, health, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Now, the other thing, of course, is that um, Rockingham, City of Rockingham itself has not only got the Baldava Sporting Complex that's coming up, but they actively promote Act Belong Commit. We've got the Stand Up Speak Out program. We also have the White Ribbon program. And I know that there's a lot of emphasis on child protection, uh, even with uh, child protection workshops, which are completely free of charge and put on by the city. So hats off to our city because we're doing some really, really cool stuff. It's, it's amazing. If you jump on their website, um, the amount of free events and education programs our city has is industry-leading. 
Um, and we really take our hats off to the, the city staff and officers. Um, they do such an amazing job and they often don't get the credit for it that, that they're yeah, we've, we've got the best of the best in our city and we're very lucky to have them. Yeah, let's hope somebody in our community nominates uh, somebody from City of Rockingham who is out there doing an amazing job for us for our Good On Your Mate uh, competition and uh, put that nomination through, 50 words or less. Let's make sure that Inspire Radio also gets to help support those people in our community working for the City of Rockingham. If you are interested in going and having a look at their website, their website is www.rockingham.com wa.gov.au and you can just go to the event section and that will tell you about all sorts of things coming up and things which uh, which are happening very very soon in fact on the 29th of july there's a senior social and well-being program that's been run out of beldavis as well on 50 road and uh, i think it is a really great program so it's a senior social and well-being but it, it really does involve some movement and some activity and lots and lots of social as well and also then uh, it's free as i've said it's at the beldavis rec center and it's from nine until 10 30 in the morning on the 29th 9th of July as well. They've got the Winter Health and Wellness webinar. That's free. So if you don't want to leave home and you are looking after yourself, then uh, make sure that you tune in for that one. You can uh, put yourself up and be ready to go uh, through your registration online at the City of Rockingham's website. Another free opportunity as well as all sorts of other things, including the Money Saving Series. We'll be back with Hayley Edwards straight after this. You're listening to Coffee with Caro. It's the 29th of July and it's 1.17pm. If you want to join the conversation with Hayley Edwards, please jump onto our Facebook page. Pop your questions up there. Wayne, thank you very much for uh, you putting a question up. Really appreciate that. You can also contact us on Inspire Radio, uh, info at inspireradio.org.au and you can call us on our mobile 0467 771 416. Hayley, we were talking a little bit about the mental health first aid course and the way in which, you know, young people can get themselves building more resilience and get themselves sorted without always, um, you know, panicking. But it is really good to have initiatives in town that could help and a place where people perhaps can turn to for further assistance. Tell me about this new alliance. What is that all about? So back uh, last year, um, a group of us formed um, Rockingham Alliance Against Depression, which which is a West Australian primary health alliance initiative. Um, basically, it's formed on um, an overseas model that had a reduction in suicide rates of I think it was twenty one percent. Wow, which is insane. So it was it was using four pillars of framework, um, and we, we we really we got off to a fantastic start. So there was a couple of great key stake key stakeholders involved. Um, and we got off to a great start and basically throughout um, towards the end of the year and when COVID hit, we sort of... You couldn't couldn't do anything, couldn't, couldn't carry on. Anything. Okay. Couldn't do Can anything. Can you mention any of those stakeholders? Yeah, so we're lucky enough, I hope they don't mind, we're Trish Reddick. Oh, yep. Uh, Andy, passionate Lives. Passion yeah. From Passionate Lives. Andy Burns, he's an ex-counsellor as well and he works for tourism. He's got a tourism business now in Rockingham. Okay. Uh, Davina Reed, who is... She's uh, a naturopath, a path, yeah. 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 Um, Pachamama. Yeah, Pachamama. <laughs> yeah, I love that name. But yeah, I can so never pronounce I. it right. <laughs> she also um, looks after Zocalo Restaurant, which yes. is her Mexican restaurant in safety bay and that is amazing if you haven't been there you have to go been there done that but oh, listeners get yourself over there awesome restaurant yeah so Davina's on board as well yeah um and owen farmer who is rockingham celebrity of course <laughs> yes he's a Mr. strong farmer. advocate for uh, for inspire radio and yeah. takes care of a lot of people in our community who are suffering from homelessness or in transition in their lives yeah he, he does amazing things and he is out on the street by himself a lot of the time and he just the stuff he does is just insane he's, he's an amazing asset to our community and we're very lucky to have him um so right now we're going through the process of restructuring um okay. right and we're hoping to you know relaunch and and get back on track within the next few months because it's especially with covid now and with um you know, people being under financial pressure, we are going to see an increase in people with mental health. Unfortunately, Unfortunately yes, we will. With, with, with struggles and fi- financial struggles and relationship struggles because financial impact can have a have a 
detriment to to you know your self worth and all of those things. There's many layers to that. Um, so we're really keen now to regroup um, and, and get the ball rolling and and liaise with um, organisations that are already in Rockingham. We have so many organisations, but they they are so busy. Um, we really need. Uh, basically an umbrella to to bring it all together. So the alliance will be about putting stakeholders, this is my understanding, it'll be about putting stakeholders who are active in the mental health space, putting them around the same table and creating a bit of an agenda, a little bit of an action plan, a footprint about what we want to do in Rockingham across all of our different suburbs to support people suffering from mental health. And that's what Inspire Radio is all about as well, just taking care of your mental health listeners, my mental health everybody's mental health because as Haley told us we are all just a little bit crazy so uh, that's a fantastic initiative and I'll be interested to follow that and we can hear more about that as it goes along you mentioned some of the statistics around uh, the the rate of domestic violence in increasing and with people suffering from financial hardship during the COVID time, obviously this does increase the level of stress that people are under and therefore uh, we do see these other social evils coming up as well as um, even abusing alcohol more. So listeners, if you are going through a tough time, reach out. Make sure that you talk to somebody. You know, this is a time for you to not stay in isolation. This is a time for you to let us know if uh, you need additional support. There are always different stakeholders and people who are involved in this area who are good at what they do. They're professionals and they are people who can support you through this time. So Hayley, this alliance will be hearing more about it, I'm sure. Is there anything else on the agenda for Baldivis that's coming up that we should know about? Any more development, any more... Uh, projects happening. We've got an exciting new bar that's opening. So Ooh, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> got to know about that. Yes. Might have to go and have a cold one. Where yeah, is that? Absolutely. It's called the uh, it's called the Baldivis Bee Bar. Okay. Um, I've been in contact with them over social media, so I'm just waiting. Can't wait um, to to uh, promote their their new business opening because it's so especially in this time to open a business. It would be quite. You know, yeah, scary. challenging, so and hopefully they'll be employing locals. Absolutely, and really getting behind and supporting our local community, shopping local, eating local. Um, yeah, so that's basically what we what we're, we're trying yeah. to promote. Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? That's fantastic. A couple of weeks ago, I was on air with a lady called Tanya Langford from Safe Woman, Safe Family, um, and she was talking statistically about uh, the damage which is done by domestic violence and how many people do become victims of domestic violence, and specifically during this COVID period and one of the things that she was saying is that it is so close to home and uh, I know we've just deviated slightly to come back uh, to the domestic violence issue but it really is close to home and don't think that you're the only person who is experiencing this. It's exactly like launching a new business. It takes courage and it takes some passion and it really is something that you owe yourself to to reach out and ask for further assistance. So coming back to Baldivis and all of the development that's happening there, I know there are tremendous amounts of food options. There's also the Mary Davis Library and, and uh, that community resource centre where all sorts of wonderful things happen. We've got uh, more from Hayley Edwards and myself over the next little while. We've got her for a couple more minutes, but we'll be back right after this. This is Coffee with Caro. I've been so privileged to have you, Hayley, in the studio with me this afternoon. It's been lots of fun talking to you. I could actually keep chatting. <laughs> I know there's a lot more to talk about, especially with Belle Divers. Um, I did want to just say thank you so, so much for giving up your time and for all that you do for our community. We really do appreciate it. It's people like you that step up and put their hand up and say, yeah, I'll nominate, I'll go and do this and uh, become a counsellor and do the hard yards. You know, somebody has to do it and I really do appreciate that people like you are stepping up and looking after us in our community. So thanks again for being on Coffee oh, with Caro today. Thank you. That is so kind. And I, I want to thank you for, for the opportunity to, ch to chat and to everyone um, 
that has anything to do with Inspire Radio. It's such a great initiative um, and it's so beneficial to our community and I do believe it is making a difference in our community. So hats off to all of you and I know you all volunteer your time. So that is just incredible. Um, And I just wanted to say if anyone wanted to reach out to me, um, please feel free. I'm very approachable. You can call me, email me, all my details uh, on the City of Rockingham website or my. um, you can probably find them on the Facebook page as well. And, um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate your time. It's been a joy. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, boys and girls and children, you've been listening to Hayley Edwards, City of Rockingham Councillor for Beldarvis Ward. It's been a pleasure having her. And guess what? She chose this for you. Absolute classic there from Don McLean. The line occurs um, in the song American Pie when he talks about the Chevy, obviously that Chevy is a Chevrolet motor car, and the Levy, which is usually spelled L-E-V-E-E, Levy, is a pier or a key. It was dry because there was no water where there should have been those uh, more steeped than I in American culture can perhaps tell us the metaphorical meaning of that when the levee is dry. So you are tuned into Coffee with Cara and on you're on Inspire Radio. It is 1.50. Still got a little bit of a, uh, more than an hour left with me. And I was having a look to see what's on in Perth this weekend. Those people with families out there, there's a children's author called Norman Jorgensen. He will be sharing his writing tips and secrets. So after many years in the book trade as a bookshop owner, a bookseller, and then an award-winning writer of books for children and young adults, Norman Jorgensen has collected together a lot of advice for young writers and basically for those of any age from many famous creators such as Nobel Prize winners Ernest Hemingway and John Steinbeck and from, of course, our much-loved megastar J.K. Rowling. Um, In this series, he does an online series of three workshops and he shares about 30 pieces of advice for composing your own great Australian novel or picture book or biography or short story. So the sessions include tips on how to plan your story, what to include and what to cut out, elements of style, how to make your reader fall in love with your writing, how to submit your work to a publisher and And most importantly, though, these sessions on how to enjoy creating your own story and bringing your own style are delivered in such a way that it actually has a sense of fun and you can really create your own stylish piece of work as if, uh, you know, you're starting with a blank page, which is what all story writing is about. Talking about writing, I am going to come back at one o'clock with a little bit of advice and a little bit of inspiration to share on how to write your cover letter. When I was on a Monday, we spoke a bit about doing your resume and making sure that your resume is ready for the recovery. So if you are one of those job seekers out there, or even if you're a currently employed and wanting to change career direction, you wanting some tips and advice on your cover letter, stay tuned because at one o'clock I'm going to be covering off on some of those details of how to put together your cover letter. If you're supporting somebody else out there who's currently looking for employment, it can be a really difficult time. I know people's mental health has been affected during the job search journey because uh, some people are feeling pretty desperate for not uh, getting into employment right now. But the good news is there are some opportunities available. You just need to position yourself correctly and make sure that your resume and cover letter are ready to go. I've got more news about absolutely free and complimentary courses that I'm going to be delivering here as Ningi Careers at our station down in Rockingham mid-August. I'll be telling you more about that as soon as we get to the top of the hour. The value of our lives is not determined by what we do for ourselves. The value of our lives is determined by what we do for others. Isn't that a cool little quote? Something to keep you going for the afternoon. We are going to have a quick look at how to write the cover letter. I've been talking about the resume and the fact that there is a little bit of a recovery coming. And I want you to think about 
every single resume going out as a very personal handshake and part of that application needs to be your cover letter. Who doesn't dread having to write a cover letter, right? Firstly, no one likes talking about themselves. Secondly, it's hard to know what the rules are. How long should it be? What should I say? Help, please, where do I go with the cover letter? Don't stress, okay? I've got your back. There are a few simple ways of making writing the cover letter suck a little bit less, okay? Because it's going to suck whichever way you do it, but there's a couple of ways of doing it so that it sucks a little bit less. If you get bored writing it, your prospective employer is going to get bored reading it. Chances are you have been putting this off and you're trying to put it off doing, doing it for as long as possible because you know just how painful it's going to be. Never fear, there is an antidote to this. Ready for it? Be a little creative. I know it sounds bogus, I know it sounds totally bizarre, but seriously, chances are really good that the person hiring you has to read at least 10 other cover letters from 10 other people applying for the same job. Don't get lost in the crowd. Add some personality to your cover letter by telling the story of how you heard about the job or why you want to work for them. Play around a little bit with format and with your tone and have a little bit of fun with it. One of the easy things that I like to tell job seekers is pretend you're someone else. Yes, really, pretend you're someone else. No one likes to brag about themselves. No one likes to sound like they're up themselves, but If you pretend you're somebody else writing about you, you really can find it helpful to write something positive and something uh, that is not sounding big-headed, but that comes across as some of your top skills. Remember, if you don't sell yourself, who will? You're the only person relying upon yourself to sell yourself. You could even try writing it in the third person first. So, for example, you could say something like, Geordie has lots of experience writing and editing. If that makes it feel a little bit less weird, do it that way. Just make sure you go back and edit it later so that it does sound like first person. Guys, the other good tip is keep it brief. Don't overthink it. Everything your potential future employer needs to know is in your resume. So you don't need to ramble on and on for pages about your extensive experience in customer service. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) A couple of good-sized paragraphs is more than enough to introduce yourself. Talk about why you're perfect for the job and demonstrate your killer personality. If it takes longer than an hour to write it, you're just torturing yourself, okay? Stop already. Smash it out, check the spelling, make sure that the editing is good, and then send it. If you follow these simple tips, you should be well on your way to a pain-free and pretty efficient cover letter writing experience. Just been sharing some helpful hints and tips on your cover letter, how to write the cover letter. Three of the most basic things you want to remember, guys. If you get bored writing it, your prospective employer is going to get bored reading it, okay? So make sure that you inject a little bit of your personality into it. If you're struggling to get the words together, then pretend you're someone else. Write it in the third person. Write as though you're writing about somebody else. Get help. Make sure that you have somebody um, who cares and who's eloquent enough and can read to check it for you. Make sure that your spelling is correct, that the grammar is correct, and that you're not writing war and peace. You only need to keep it uh, really short and quite tight. So that leads us into the third thing. Don't overthink it. Keep it brief. Introduce yourself, talk about why you're perfect for the job, demonstrate your killer personality, add um, just a couple of good-sized paragraphs in the middle and make sure that you have all of your details at the top of the page. Please don't start your cover letter with to whom it may concern. Just follow the old-fashioned scripting of a normal letter. You know what a snail mail letter looks like? Your address at the top with your contact details, put your mobile number 
wrap there. And guys, just a little tip. If you are putting your mobile number onto your resume, which you definitely should be, and if you are putting your mobile number onto your cover letter, which you definitely should be, please check your mobile number. Call yourself from somebody else's phone and have a listen to what your voicemail says because nobody wants to hear some stupid voicemail when they are an employer or a recruitment officer and they're phoning you for a potential interview. So check what your voicemail says. In addition to that, make sure you put your email address up. I often advise people that I work with in career development When you're putting up your email address, you may want to make one standalone email address just for your employment um, applications. So something really straightforward like caroline.marshall at gmail.com. That's absolutely fine. Or caro.m or caro.marshall at gmail.com or C at live.com.au. The reason why you want to keep it really tight and really neat and tidy is because when your email comes in and that person is searching for your email to reply to you, they want to be able to find you really quickly. They don't want to hear hotlips at hotmail.com. I mean, really watch out what does your email address actually say about you. So keep it clean, keep it nice and neat and tight and maybe make a dedicated email address for your cover letter and for your resume. That way all your job search things is going to go into one place. It's not going to get mixed up with all your notifications from Groupon and Facebook and Booking.com and everything else that you get in your email inbox. So that's uh, just a tip. So the top of your cover letter, it's got your address on it. If you don't want to put down your street address, that's absolutely fine. You can just say Joe Smith, Bell Divers, Rockingham, 6168 or whatever your postal code is. Put down your email address, put down your mobile number. You must be contactable. And then if you do know the company that you're applying for, put down the company name and put HR manager if you don't know the individual's name that you're writing to. If you do know the person's name, certainly put it down and address your letter to them. Dear Rob, uh, application for employment and put down the reference number if you know the actual vacancy. And then your cover letter should be telling me who, what, where, when, how and why. Who are you? How did you find out about the position? Why do you make a good candidate for the role? And keep it brief. Make sure you've got a good Um, two paragraphs in the center of the letter and remember to be formal just remember what you learned in nursery school please and thank you and uh, mind your manners really really easy and at the end of your cover letter please make sure that you have what we call a call to action so that means at the very end of your cover letter you want to say something like thanking you in anticipation of your favorable reply I look forward to the opportunity of sitting down with you and your team for an interview. Or you can say something like, please contact me on 0467-771-416 to arrange an interview at your earliest opportunity. And then you say, yours sincerely or yours faithfully or kindest regards. So in Australia, we're a little less formal. You're quite comfortable. You're quite all right to put kindest regards, not a problem. And then put down your name. And I often advise people, repeat your mobile number in that last call to action. So when you're asking them to give you a call, you can also say something like, I can be reached on info at inspireradio.org.au. Or you can reach me via mobile 0467-771-416 and then obviously put your own details in and uh, that makes it really easy. You want that recruiter to go, this is a no-brainer. This person has made it really, really easy for me to reach them. So last tips again on that cover letter. Don't dread writing it. No one likes talking about themselves, but this is a time for you to shine. It's a time for you to really express how cool you are, how good you are at what you do, and why you should be selected for the opportunity that's on offer. Don't make it long and boring. Show a little bit of your personality. 
pretend you're somebody else if you struggle to write good things about yourself. Don't worry about sounding big-headed. You won't be sounding up yourself. Don't stress about that. Make sure that you put all of your most important best attributes up and keep it brief. Don't overthink it. Just write it. Ask for the job. Remember your good manners. Say please and thank you and you're bound to be in with a chance. This is Coffee with Caro. I know that was probably something very unusual and something a little bit different for you guys. I just brought you Ladysmith Black Mombasa. That was their one of their really famous tracks called Homeless. And uh, I remember in the early, or should I say late 1980s, going to see Ladysmith Black Mombasa. And there's nothing like music to unify a nation you know there's nothing like just everybody chilling out and rocking out and learning new cultures and and appreciating those skills and talents that we have that are different from our own and uh, Ladysmith Black Mombasa brings back for many Africans that time of struggle and that time of strife but also that time of unity where music was the thing that brought us together so from there we'll go to an old favorite that I know Every Australian listening will know, love and trust. We've just been talking about getting your cover letter right so that you have something really strong to put together with your resume when you're making application for those jobs that are coming up now at the start of the recovery period. You're tuned into Coffee with Caro and it's 2.36 on the 27th of July. It's a Wednesday afternoon and I was just thinking to myself while that wild song was playing that it's amazing how, uh, yes, music does bring us together and doing something like creating your resume and your cover letter also brings us together, doesn't it? Because you need to reach out and ask for help to get these things done. And there's nothing more vulnerable than having to put up some of your writing. In this case, we're talking about your cover letter, having to go to your partner or a friend or even your next door neighbor and uh, making yourself vulnerable by saying, could you read this for me? Could you take a look? But when you've done that and you've asked that person to give you their support and to have a look at the cover letter or the resume and read through it, be open, make sure that you open up your heart and open up your mind to receiving that feedback because you may not necessarily like what you hear and you might have to make some changes. So keep an open mind when you do ask somebody for their advice. Guess what? They're going to give you their advice. So be ready to receive it and be open. You know that it's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of warmth. Otherwise, you wouldn't have asked that person for their support and for their advice. So on that note, um, a small inspirational piece about um, asking for advice and uh, receiving criticism. When we are close to ideas, what we hear is criticism so I'm trying to really stress to you that when you ask somebody for advice, make sure that you receive it as advice and not as criticism. When we are close to any new ideas or somebody else's input, then all you will hear is criticism. But when you are open to criticism and understand that it's coming from a place of love and that that criticism is just exactly what you need to hear, then what you will receive is actually advice. Very often, we will offer other people very well-intentioned advice. And I do this all the time. I know I'm guilty of it. Um, I'll offer up some what I consider to be really good advice to someone and they may take it as criticism. Our temptation then is to defend our advice or worse still, we find ourselves being sucked into an argument and that was probably never your intention at all. All you wanted to do perhaps was offer some feedback or offer some advice if someone takes our advice as criticism, it may be because of our delivery. So consider how you offer that advice. If somebody's been asking you for help, 
help with their job search journey, help with their cover letter, help with something in life. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, last night, my daughter, uh, who's a, a, a teenager, youngster in year 11, asked my husband for help with her maths. And honestly, the well-intentioned advice that he gave her was so dependent, uh, her reaction was so dependent upon his delivery. The way in which he delivered his help or his advice or support was really, um, you know, very straightforward and very direct and he didn't soften his language at all. And the way she received it was purely as criticism. And it, we often do that. I, I'm so guilty of it myself. Just remember that if someone takes our advice as criticism, it might be because of how you have actually said it. Or maybe you've actually touched a nerve, or maybe there was something about which they were already unsure or insecure, or maybe it's the hundredth time that they've actually tried to fix it, which is why they got really defensive in the first place. If they've heard this all before and it's a script that's familiar to them, they're going to feel upset about that advice. If that happens, it's a great opportunity just to practice a little bit of empathy. So try to understand the thing that they are reacting to. And then, and only then, will your words become advice. So gentle language, make sure that you are helpful and make sure that uh, you deliver it in such a way that the person understands that it's coming from a place of love. And once that happens, um, you're going to be supporting their mental health, you're going to be supporting their journey, and nothing's going to stop them. I'm still going to be with you for the next 15 minutes until the top of the hour at 3 o'clock when I'll be handing over. I'm looking forward to um, having a bit of a break this afternoon. I've been back to back with meetings all day and then came down to the station. So it's going to be nice to put my feet up. I was just starting to relax actually and starting to feel that we've we've uh, really doing the right thing here in WA. But I see that our headlines for the day is that uh, WA might have to prepare for a second wave as far as coronavirus is concerned and uh, are face masks on our horizon. So I see Nathan Hondras has been uh, writing in the WA Today section. He says there are no certainties when it comes to the pandemic but our Premier Mark McGowan couldn't have been clearer on the possibility of a second wave of COVID-19 in Western Australia when talking to reporters last week. He basically said chances are the virus will come back. He was at pains, this is Mark McGowan, he said he was at pains to say this was an experience around the world but argued that our state was ready. That's obviously why we are keeping our hard borders closed but I see that all sorts of crazy things are going on over east and that uh, Clive Palmer is um, saying that uh, he's going to be challenging this. So he's going to be challenging our border restrictions in court the state government uh, works with the Commonwealth, obviously, on a testing regime for truck drivers crossing the state. But uh, there are 3,000 Australians in Bali. And according to many of those West Australians, they need to prepare to head home. And, of course, the risk of a second wave is going to be um, determined by our ability to keep others out and by people isolating when they do get home. At the moment, we're good. But really, at the moment, we're relying upon, uh, I suppose, our hotel quarantine and our border restrictions holding firm. It's not a guarantee that we won't get another outbreak. I just hope everybody's doing the right thing and uh, and that if you are coming home and you have been traveling, if you're picking us up somewhere on, uh, inspire, on digital radio, then uh, obviously make plans to self-isolate as soon as you come back. But we'll just have to keep our ears peeled and uh, listen to what Mark says, do the right thing, and uh, what will be will be, I suppose. Inspire Radio. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I'm looking forward to being back on air on Monday. And I've got a very special guest coming in on Monday. I'm going to be talking to Barry Samuels, Mayor of Rockingham, and we'll be able to find out exactly what's going on. I'll put up a couple of posts between now and then. So if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask Barry, let me know um, because I'll be talking to Barry Samuels on Monday. But lots of good stuff happens. 
happening between now and then. We've got uh, Rusty and Dusty doing the drive time, uh, taking you home. We've got Gabby in the morning together with Rhea. And I know that on Friday they're really excited because they're going to be talking to Mark McGowan. And Monday during our show we also have um, a couple of other special guests because Monday is actually our official launch day, the 3rd of August. So please, guys, tune in on Monday. Make sure that you share our news with friends and family and uh, let's make sure that this little initiative of ours, Inspire Community Radio, grows and grows and goes from strength to strength. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here this afternoon and thanks for tuning in.